A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign? I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I almost cut you off and said my name second. Uh, <laughs> I'm, <a> <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lisa Chanu. Well, I don't know why. Well, you know, we we created this unspoken order. order. I know, but I never I never had the instinct to do to that do before. Do well, Very you know, weird hey, stuff Mercury, happening. We're still in where your come, Mercury has come at me, bro. <laughs> Mercury has <laughs> stationed direct, but we are still in that shadow period so you i'm feeling know, it more in the shadows man i feel it so strongly in the shadows it's very odd and maybe lisa maybe you're charging at me because it's your birthday week i don't know i think i had a weird retrograde thing happen while i was home where it was like my mom was sick and i had to return first of all she's she set up a bell at the house a bell, a bell. to oh. ring me so, you know, it was whatever she needed, obviously. And I went to Target and then obviously had to return stuff because I didn't do it right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I had the most embarrassing thing happen to me at Target because I went to return. I did the self-checkout 
and I went to return it, and I guess I rang it in wrong, mm-hmm. but the way I rang it in made it look like cheaper on my bill. Oh. So when I went to return the stuff, they were like, well, where's the other thing? And I was like, no, no, like I did this wrong. Like I'm not trying to like steal from Target $2. Like I'm, I just want to return this stuff. Like, oh, it's such a nightmare. I was so embarrassed, but they let me return it. That's good. But things like that happened on the whole Target trip where it was like, the road was closed on the way. It was like the most retrograde Target trip ever. Ugh. So that was the only thing that really happened in it, though. Self-checkout just scares me. I want to like it, but I just like fear all the the fucker, fuck uppery of it. I feel like they're just asking for you to steal from them. They are. To, like, mm-hmm. I mean, they are. Truly. And it's not like I, I, I am not a, a, a thefter because a I, yeah, I'm a thief. Yeah. I can't do it. Not because I have like a real strong, uh, moral problem about it, but I just, I've in my lifetime, I've experienced such swift and immediate repercussions to mm. like breaking the rules that I try to be as honest with it as possible. But also there's nobody, there's nobody there. You're putting in the information, especially in like grocery store scenarios where you can just type in codes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's like, yeah, it's not organic. Well, I got the regular yeah. Apple. It's that's, like, the, that's as nasty as I get with yeah, my thievery. Yeah, exactly. But it's still, but even that, it's like, well, this is what happens when you don't want to pay a human being yeah. mm-hmm. to do your job. So it's also like, I kind of don't feel bad because they're try- I feel it feels like they're also trying to take a shortcut by having a self checkout and then like not having an employee do it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I agree, but I also just think it's like, if there's any possible way that I can not speak to someone, I would love to do that. I mean, it's not really, I don't know. I have a weird addiction to making small talk with cashier. That is (laughs) my strange addiction. (laughs) I love the thing that most people find so difficult. (laughs) I think it's just because it's kind of like I can just like drive by like assault people with like a weird conversation about like whatever items are on like, oh, Tic Tacs or like or this like uh, gossip magazine. And it's just like. Also, like, everyone's so mean to them that I'm, like, nice to them for, like, 20 seconds. And they just, like, treat me like the goddess that I know that I am. So, like, I don't, I, I like the cashier. And this, the checkout, I don't know. I've never been a sticky fingers person, but I, I want to steal when I'm there. And it's encouraging these, like, urges. So I just, like, avoid it. I never mm-hmm. really stole when I was younger. I'd only steal underwear because I think it's just too expensive <laughs> like, for what it is. I do think that there's something funny about uh, the things people like everyone. I feel like most people have a thing where they're like, yeah, I don't steal except for except for my one. Thing. <laughs> yeah, except I def- I regularly steal. I know several people who regularly steal like eyeliner or oh. a makeup thing. They're like, I don't steal anything except for that because and it's usually because it's too expensive or something. Mm-hmm. But I'm always like, that's the. There's always like a cause. It's like my my one bestie, the Scorpio, will always steal. He was always so bold in college. He would always steal like handles of alcohol and just like put under his little trench coat and be like, "What? Alcohol's ruining our country and driving families apart." So I'm just gonna stick that, you know, stick that in the jacket. And it's like that's like not a valid excuse. Yeah, but that sounds I'll like very <laughs> that's very Scorpio logic. <laughs> well, it doesn't make sense. Yes. If you ever want to make a cashier smile, here's my stock line: works every time. <laughs> They, you buy a box of wine, they ask you if you want it in a bag, and you just say, no, nah, I'm going to drink it on the way home. 
Oh, Works every time. They yes. laugh every time. They love it. Ooh, cashier stock line. They love it. <laughs> My favorite. Uh, this is like I guess it's any any checkout thing is whenever they whenever they ask you to sign for a credit card thing. I always say always happy to give an autograph for the fans. Oh, <laughs> oh my! See, you guys do like talking to the cashier. Oh, of course, but sometimes sometimes I don't. But I don't mind it. And I agree with you that people are usually pretty shitty in those scenarios. So, so it's mean. nice. It's like it's important, I think, to remember that it is another human being. In I don't front know. Of Have you guys ever worked in a cashier as a cashier in a yes. grocery store? Not at a grocery store. I've always wanted to work at a grocery store. You because don't the movie want to go. Literally all that. every guy that would come through my ch- I only worked there for a week. What but grocery store? What was it? A Safeway. Chain? Cool. Um, the every guy would be like, I know you from somewhere. And it's like, Cancer. no, you don't. You're just trying to hit on me. No, they're not. It's not. <laughs> they they're not. They're just trying to hit on you. And it's mm-hmm. it's like they're they're nice. That's what mm-hmm. fucking people think they're being nice. And it's like, you're not being nice. You're wasting my time. I don't want to talk to you. All I want to do is check your groceries. You're like, I'm at work. And they are like timed. So the more the time you, the checker. checker. Oh. So the more time you spend talking to them, the more annoying it is because oh. they're like timed per person. So you got to. So keep it's it like they want to keep it moving fast. Damn, that's so. I would just tell the fuckers be like, "Keep it moving, baby. I'm I'm on the NASCAR of Safeway checkout." As long as you're not like <laughs> talking over the amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to break personal bests here. Set new records today. I've only been a cashier at Jimmy John's, where I was also the delivery girl. Jimmy John's is crazy. They- well, yeah, sub so fast you freak. <laughs> True. There are times when there's a Jimmy John's uh, near the salon, and so the women order from there often. And there are times when I swear to God, you hang up the phone mm-hmm. and they're there. Freaky it's fast. truly freaky. Where it's like, I've definitely written a letter of complaint to Jimmy John's. Really? <laughs> not not fast enough. No, I <laughs> slow pokery. God, I. I think it happened like three times in a row and I went to the same one and I kept saying no mayonnaise and they kept putting mayonnaise on my sandwich. And it I was is like, the first step. I, so it is an easy. The I don't mistake. care. Just don't put it. They should know. It was just it's just like, I, do you have such an affinity for mayo and why does it have to be covered? Gross. I'm an extra mayo girl, but that's like the most boring thing about me. It's just like <laughs> slobber, on, <laughs> slobber on the mayo. So guys, it's only going to get more interesting. <laughs> from here. <laughs> only, only interesting facts only from here on out. <laughs> I love writing a strongly worded letter though. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I'm really, I'm always the, now I'm an office like wench. So I'm whenever there's wrong orders for like the higher ups in the office, if it's wrong, I'm the person that gets on the phone and does the like, I know you don't normally deliver, but you're delivering the right thing now. Come back. And I mm. like I just turn into like the phone bitch. It's the mask I wear. I like I I'm pretty good at uh like tearing into people on the phone. It's sometimes it's a necessary someone's gotta do it. Someone's you know, a lot of this is unacceptable. I usually and, let the uh, person know who I'm talking to. Like, I know it's most likely not you, but someone there's got to go rally the troops and fix this. I think that the best move is always just to say, hey, um, I understand if you can't, if you're not the one to fix this, this might not be something that you can handle, but then I need you to give me someone who can. Ooh, I like oh, that. I do that, except I say, um, we need transfer me to someone who's going to talk to me like a human being Ooh. and they always transfer you right away love it <laughs> so try to write us a bad review we're, <laughs> we're calling your boss we're calling you expect some all caps unacceptable <laughs> <laughs> oh i wrote oh, i'm 
sometimes I'm scared to talk about work, but sometimes I'm not. I wrote, I wrote a strongly worded email to our boss the other day because mm -hmm. a roach came out of the microwave I was using and there's roaches in our workplace and there's only been like Walgreens store-bought roach traps put out and no fumigations have happened. So I wrote a, these work conditions are unsanitary. I should be able to microwave in peace. And you know how I feel about microwaves. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Very I, important. And um, we got a new microwave and we got a fumigation that week. So good. You I have to ask like, you. You have to say what's up. You got to ask for it. You have to. Well, she she did respond back and was like, by law, we don't have to provide kitchens in California. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, some bosses know facts. And I was like, yeah, but. If Come you're on. going to, then it can't have mm. roaches, I'm sure. Yeah, but like, if we, yeah, if it's going to be here, can we not? And it got relatively fixed. And then there was tons of dead roaches everywhere after Ooh. the fumigation. That, that happens. They yeah. come out and yes. they die. Yeah. And I've, like, I've, this is the first apartment I'm living in that's not, like, knock on wood, like, a bed bug roach haven. So I'm, like, so used to, like, having to write the landlord people being like, fix this shit today. <laughs> so uplifting one time in uh in college my roommate my roommate like i don't think anybody like loves bugs but she's like <laughs> hates hates anything like that mm -hmm. i like i was always the the spider killer person um and one time she like woke me up in the middle of the night it was probably like 3 a.m and she was like there's a cockroach in the bathroom <laughs> and i was like Oh my god! I was like so pissed. I was like, "All right, fine. I'll like come out and I'll handle this." And I like mm -hmm. got up and then I went to kill it and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> I was so scared. And then we were so scared. We went and peed in the backyard. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "I don't want to go. It's gonna come out." And the so roach I was is like, "This is my house." And now. I was like, "I guess we have to move." <laughs> <laughs> That's all you can really do if you have a bad like a bad problem. It's just like fuck this. Gotta yeah. go. I have to leave. I'm pretty good about being able to get over it quickly when it's like, hey, once it's gone, it's just like, hey, that's a fact of life and I'm not going to worry about mm -hmm. side out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. I'll be all right. I feel but. like growing up in Texas, I'm pretty oh, yeah. not like that big, scared. Big bugs. We have scorpions and stuff too where it's just like, mm. if you if you see a roach, you're just happy. It's not like a rattlesnake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're happy it's not a horned toad yeah. coming to get you. Uh, See, I don't love bugs, but I'm a love bug. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Kirby himself. <laughs> Goodness. Maybe. Well, I think it's a good Shall enough we? time to s launch into today's topic, which is Neptune. Neptune. The planet of dreams and love. <laughs> well, not really not love. love. Well, well, actually, maybe, I, was maybe. I was reading something saying that it was a like higher, like, some people consider Neptune like a higher elevation of Venus in some regard, which yeah. I have, I've never even heard of planets like one upping each other. It makes sense. Well, because it's, you know, Venus is a personal planet. It's, you know, uh, the idea of like love in this reality realm that we're in. And Neptune is all about kind of transcending the limits of this space and time that we're in currently. Mm -hmm. um, it's the ruler of Pisces, mm -hmm. uh, also associated with the number seven. Oh, which I, I thought made a lot of sense, uh, you know, when we get into more of it, if you know anything about numerology, seven is a very spiritual number, but it's also dreamy and kind of illusory as well. Mm -hmm. um, so isn't it your angel number? That's my that's my life path number. And it's seven. just like a number I've always I think mixed with a little bit of like Catholic upbringing was always like the God number where like 
six 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 was always like you know the, de- if the, the devil, devil is no. six and god is seven and seven eight nine oh, <laughs> well, it's a pixies pixies ref oh yeah <laughs> i uh this always lame to be like i saw a funny tweet but my friend mario t- <laughs> tweeted here who oh fuck fuck this story here comes your here whose man's comes is this i don't know it's the pixies <laughs> I, it made me la- wait here comes your man yes here comes your, man. here comes your man's anyways that's funny. my movie now right. but yeah seven's a, a i love that number um so yeah neptune uh it is representative of the god neptune or i forget i'm bad about which is greek and which is roman but the equivalent is poseidon neptune or poseidon the god of the sea um, which again makes sense because it's all about, uh, you know, it's fluid. Yeah. Under Neptune is Roman Poseidon. Poseidon is Greek. Is Greek? Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I need like a side by, I, I would like a side by side chart, a cheat sheet well, one day. I Cause I do, I do switcheroo them. And now I've been seeing some Nordic things mixed. What I've been sure. doing some deeper. Here comes your man's. Sorry. Okay. Back to that. Worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Worth (laughs) it. Who can Uh, relate? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So it's all about uh, Neptune is all about dreams, uh, illusions, your uh, all things that are kind of like uh, subtle. That was one that I thought was an interesting way of putting it. Um, It's psychic abilities. It's Mm -hmm. your it's also your like ideals. Um, oh. Which doesn't always mean, uh, like, not your values or whatever, but it's like those things that you believe in, maybe to a fault, perhaps, mm-hmm. uh, or that are not based in, you know, you're striving for the idea of something as opposed to the act of, like, reaching it. They're, like, compromising to get real enlightenment or something. Mm-hmm. It's the concept of it as opposed to the practice. Uh, negative ways deception tricks guilt addiction yeah i've seen a lot Mm. about that sort of things it's basically where you like hang on where's this so it's it's all about transcending reality so it's either where do you like where are you maybe unrealistic in your life so are you avoiding reality are you by like moving away from it or are you avoiding are you avoiding like obvious red flags because of your ideals? Oh, yeah, probably. That's probably a yes for me. Well, Either, that's you know a retrograde thing. Oh, that where you have yeah. retrograde to be like fearful or hiding or like, um, yeah, deceiving yourself, fantasy, alcohol, substance abuse, all that kind of stuff. So it's sometimes it might be where you like cut others. Like, do you give? Do you sacrifice yourself for other people or do you let people use you in a way because you only want to see the good in the situation? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I when I was reading about my chart, it was like kind of a sad section just because my so my Neptune's in Capricorn in the sixth house. And it was like pretty much like a lot of things were sextile and square of a lot of things and pretty much just said like, yeah, you're definitely going to have some issues with like alcohol and drugs and it should like avoid them at all costs. And also love will dominate your life. You can lose your head over people. It can be troublesome. You'll lose sense of reality in yourself. And if it's not returned, like you pretty much just destroy and die, which has been like so true my whole life. I've like always been. 
I kind of talked about it. I can't remember what episode it was, but just how I used to kind of always be wrapped up in like friends and plans and like would always get lost in the frenzy of those sorts of things. And that was always me definitely with like love, like skipping friends parties to go meet up with a boy. And I I mean, we all do that to some degree, but I did that like all the fucking time. But that sixth house is all about, and we'll get into all of the houses, but that's all about, you know, your day to day structure Mm -hmm. and your health. It's your, that's so it's gone. Yeah, so when you when you avoid that structure, you think it's going to limit you and hold you back, but it actually like strengthens you and makes your day-to-day life healthier. So when you avoid that responsibility, mm-hmm. you know, that's what falls apart depending on what house your Neptune is in. Again, that's, you know, what we're uh it's again it's like a generational planet, so mm-hmm. a lot of people it's not so important necessarily what sign it's in or it's less Less important the sign, but the house placement is where it's going to influence you more. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I did read something interesting about the planetary positions of Neptune. Um, and you guys, m- you might have come across this in online searching. But since Neptune is, you know, it's dreamy, it's art, it's visual stuff, uh, sort of like Venus traits, but also it's like a lot of fashion. And I read this one fashion blog that was talking about where Neptune was in astrology with the clothing of that time period i can i'll put a link to this yeah. too when we um see oh god i just don't want to spill water on laptops and also neptune ru- rules Is, liquids yes so <laughs> that's there's, there's a lot of if cups you, around us if right you now. read susan miller astrology zone Love you'll her. know that Thanks, she has susan. been talking about neptune's influence in charts and water damage and how we all need to have water flood stuff Four months. So get your apartment insurance, kids. Yes. Don't forget. So I'm sh- I'm showing the gals. There's like so when Neptune was in Leo, that was 1916 to 1928. Like Leo's this like extravagant like mm-hmm. showgirl style, and then um, in the like late 20s to early 40s is Virgo. So it's like Which Miss is, Prim is mm-hmm. what it says on here. And very well, then it's also now you're getting well at least in well in your Western countries it's. Uh, depression era and war stuff so it's also very much more practical and mm-hmm. uh, a little more demure oh you're gonna love when it's Sagittarius uh, and then Libra was 1943 to 1956 so you kind of have like the beginning of like the starlet I would say like Libra is really pretty and I may feel like it's Feminine. very fine very yeah. femme it's like your 50s housewife vibes like just all the gorgeousness um Oh, I think it's missing this picture, so we can't see, but... Swinging 60s. Swinging 60s, Scorpio, which makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. people were saying, like, that was, like, a very dark, druggy time that mm-hmm. everyone was kind of fooling around. And then Sagittarius in the 70s to, like, mid-80s, which is just, like, funky and fun well, it's and bright. Also, it's, like, travel... Uh, uh-huh. Uh, Airline was, chic, yes. kind of. Or yeah. and just the influence of, like, tri- not just tribal, but, like, like long. there's, like, the long dress caftans mm-hmm. and that kind of, like... Totally. And then Capricorn, I thought it was funny that it was like then the like 84 to 98, like the heroin chic and just like blacks and grays and neutrals. And then I thought this one was odd that to 98 to 2011, it's let's be friends, which I mean, I think. Oh, no, but I remember it was like silver was so popular and like caboodles all sparkly uh-huh. weird stuff aquarius it's, yes yes and like, that's all also think about that like the stuff that's color. kind of coming back now too where it's oh, like wait. fuzzy sweaters oh wait for it yeah, yeah well right now sweaters. neptune's in pisces and it's all the like mermaid pink instagram mm-hmm. floaty like, oh my gosh that all makes so isn't much that sense. kind of yeah. interesting to that see it from like a, a i've never thought about 
like astrology affecting style and like the waves well, of fashion. Yeah, with, and it, like, again, oh. that's it's interesting learning about like generational planets like that too, because that yeah. is like those things that you kind of don't know when. So that's when still twenty people... twenty five. So I, right. I imagine we'll. Uh, it'll be interesting in to see as as time goes on if like we're all going to look like this kind of light bubbly Kim Kardashian pink Instagrammy to twenty twenty five, and then it says. What's next? Neptune and Aries. Aries. So Ooh. I wonder what that will mean for style. I bet a lot of skin. Babies. Skin. I could see skin and combat boots or something yeah. like a kind of like sexy Daria or something like Into that. Into it. Uh, so the the I just was looking at this again to the the glyph of Neptune. So like the symbol of it mm-hmm. uh, is the trident the s- of Neptune yeah. or Poseidon. Uh, there's the crescent is facing upwards on top of uh, the cross. Mm-hmm. So it's the idea of receptivity to spirituality on top of matter. So it's like the idea that you want to transcend this physical realm to mm-hmm. this higher spiritual plane, which is sometimes which is a fun, wonderful ideal again, but not always possible in in the ways, you know, where it's about finding that balance between both of them. Well, mm. I think one of the cool things about having Neptune and Capricorn, which yours is too, right? Yes. Um, I something I read was like, it, it, yeah, like this planet is so like floaty and dreamy, but this placement for us kind of means that it's like up to us to build on what has already been established by previous generations. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that was like, this is going to be the generation that is going to have to figure out a way to renew old resources from the earth, which oh. is like kind of interesting because I do kind of feel like we're the first generation that does really care about the planet. And like, I agree is like doing more research on finding a way to like get solar power, finding a way to like mm-hmm. renew energy that, I mean, even like having the drought, I mean, it's over now in California, but those few years, every time you would go out to eat and they don't serve you water, it's like a reminder that, hey, we're running out of water. Mm-hmm. Like other generations didn't have that issue. I think that's so, I, I mean, I'm I'm a aluminum straw purchaser just because you think of just all the stuff that's just like handed and thrown to you. And going back to Jimmy John's. They don't give you napkins. You have to ask for them. And we've like, we, we, cause I'm still a part of the association. <laughs> um, You're <I'm> very loyal. <laughs> uh, we would like, people would always be so pissed and it was always like, take what you need. I always hate yeah. that too with like, um, even just like putting out like too much bread or appetizer things. It's always like, I don't know, just ask people if they want that side. They might not want yeah. it. I, I don't know. Even one of my favorite K uh, K barbecue places, Korean barbecue, has all like the banchan. Usually, like they put all the spread on the table. This one is uh, you go up and pick what you want and bring it back, and it's so nice because then you can get more of the stuff you really like. And I don't know. It's I think if you're like conscious of it, you notice just how much it's like. It it adds up if that's one plate. It's think of all of the Mm -hmm. other people that are coming into this restaurant and doing that. I get, I get so frustrated at work when people don't, we have to like ask if the client wants a copy of the receipt. Uh, And I always ask. And if someone is, if one of my coworkers isn't asking, there's one in specific and I'm not thinking that she's listening to this, but (laughs) I tell her, so I'm not going to feel bad. I won't say her, I won't put her name on blast, but but I'm always like, you have to act like that's paper. We're going through it. It's like not, you know, also have the time you don't want it. It's like, I I get a bank transaction on my, 
online, whatever. Side note, there are people when I, when I ask, they'll be like, sure. I'm like, it's not like a free sample of yeah. something. It's a receipt. If you, you either want it or you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm feeling fresh today. So. You're like, you know what? Yeah, I am going to do it. It's, just, it's also one of those things that. I mean, I don't know how you could write it off on your taxes. I don't know why you'd ever need well, also, to prove that you got your haircut. I'll tell you who needs it. It's women who are having their husbands pay for yeah, their hair. Yeah, and that's sometimes, or sometimes they'll receipts. ask us to run it kind of differently because they don't want their husband to know how much they're really spending on it. Oh, for sure. Ooh. Also, if you work in entertainment, it's possible that your I boss can write it off. lets you, or you may be able to write off it through your taxes, your hair and mm-hmm. stuff. Yes, that's but, true. Like, but we always ballpark estimate. You only get receipts if you're getting like odd, if you're like high risk of audit. And even really? then it's like, bitch, you don't need it. Also, this is a total side no just based off environmental things i me and pabs ordered our first like box thing of imperfect produce i used to use it i do not like it why i used to they, like it they it's gave me all right and you know what imperfect produce if you want to sponsor us and change my mind <laughs> i used to love it but it, i'll they, tell you why i stopped so uh ooh, i'm intrigued so we only got one box and i'm intrigued to, i'm open to trying again but we did the organic box first because i was like well i've always wanted to like try to eat more organic vegetables and fruit because i think it is important because there's lots of shit mm-hmm. i mean some food you don't need to but some yes. you should like berries leafy vegetables etc and all the reasons why the uh, the produce or whatever was you know a part of this box they said it was just a uh, surplus surplus mm. but these things came and they were tiny like yeah. the avocados were like tiny yeah, that's well that's they what they're always gonna them. be that's I know, why they I wanted can't them sell like them. i wanted them misshapen but i was just like wait i thought i was getting you, they told me i was getting four avocados but i basically got an avocado wow stevie i did not know you were a size queen <laughs> i need okay. girth okay did, it's not about length it's did about you chose. look and choose before your box came I looked and chose okay i i so i customed it so the thing is like try to find thing, tips try to find things that are per pound obviously that's okay. how you're gonna get bigger fruits and vegetables all right um, i got excited to see four avocados the, for like a dollar i was like what the oh God, um, mutants the <laughs> it'll tell you if they're misshapen or if they're surplus obviously but mm-hmm. also like look where they come from oh. if they come from far away you're gonna pay more Oh. it's all it's just okay. all like stuff like that Makes but sense. also i grew up in restaurants so i like know mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff but the thing i really liked about it was that i would just have vegetables that i would always have to eat the reason i stopped using it is because it's just too much food it doesn't matter That's, that was you almost my up, thought too you like end up wasting it it doesn't matter it you know why they're sending you so much? Because they have too much. And guess yeah. what? So do you. And you end up wasting it. That's what my thought was like. By the time I got this big box and I'm like, okay, now I have to recycle this. And now I have all this food that I feel like, I mean, I, like I'm a smoothie maker. So I'm like, I guess I'll blend some of this up. But some of this, I don't know. I I'll, did juices with it. Maybe I'll try a second box. I don't know. It was nice because I never, I always had lettuce, tomato, onion, garlic, and like the, the staples. But mm. also they have stuff you can't get elsewhere. Broccoli leaf, get that every time if they have it. Broccoli it's the leaf. best, and you can't find it in the store because yeah. they throw. I did it get away. a nice spaghetti swatch, so kudos to you. But just when we were talking about the environment, I tried my first box. 
was a little i just felt like i was gonna throw stuff out and well, i felt like i was like fuck this wasn't the point of what i was trying to do with the back well Anytime. that sounds very neptunian of yeah. <laughs> ideals getting it in the way of ideal. reality i felt i was like you cool know? i'm gonna have this funky avocado not this <laughs> like micro freak. one time they sent me another woman's box and hers wasn't organic and i was pissed <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh i have to eat regular lettuce like, gross <laughs> ew um, all right, so Neptune. your let's do houses. Um, yeah, your Neptune also is one of those ones. I don't know. Again, it's chart by chart, but it seems to be a planet that has influence on other planets mm-hmm. often, as opposed to again, like your personal planets being very active in your day to day life and the formation of your personality. But it seems like, you know, Neptune can kind of come in and maybe soften some harder aspects or make people a little make otherwise uh, traditional intense signs a little more dreamy and Mm -hmm. idealistic and artistic in ways, too. But so your house placement is going to determine areas of intuition Um, areas where your dreams might come into play, you know, messages through them, dreams that you have for yourself. Uh, Also, as we mentioned a bunch, it's going to be a place where you might avoid reality or be unclear about uh, what the reality of a situation is. Mm -hmm. Uh, It also might be an area of your life that you attach specific um, spiritual meaning to. Uh, might be a way for you to again transcend this reality too or maybe again you're just being too idealistic about it but it's Mm -hmm. it's a place that you believe to be higher than this plane weird Um, weird question mm -hmm. so it almost seems like just from this like research that almost like jupiter was almost like the cushion for um like saturn I might am I fucking up the order? Like it seemed like it was like a like a dreamy planet and then like a serious planet and yeah. then like a more dreamy planet and then a more like serious planet. Where did again. I write this down? I wrote mm. down one where it Which I never even thought about those last four dudes like being anything of like this like such weird cerebral status. Oh, I think it's it's another one. It's not. Yeah, but yes, it is like that where it's kind of the, you know, it's all about that push and pull and well, one of the things I read, I don't know where I read it. I'm not going to be able to find it. But it was like uh, Neptune and Pluto dueled in Pluto one. So it's like oh. all this dreamy oh. shit's about to get tore up oh, with because Pluto's. of like politics and stuff that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that it was more of like a predictive thing sure. instead of like a yeah. it wasn't like about astrology. But mm-hmm. that's interesting to me because it's like yikes well it's the it's i mean i think jupiter and saturn is is a good example too because it's about that like you can't you need that grounding thing if it's all just dreamy and idealistic you're not avoiding reality so sometimes Mm. you need things to bring you back down in to actually not it's all about finding the balance between those don't let don't be so idealistic that you are not being true like to the situation don't Mm -hmm. be idealistic to a fault you know accepting the light and the dark of a thing allows you to truly transcend because it's not you know it these are also illusions in a lot of you know areas Mm -hmm. but um just quickly through the houses uh first house is all about personal responsibility so you are um perhaps like a very moody individual your first impression might be 
uh, intense, you also might not really give much of a first impression at all. You might be very much uh, like chameleon-like in order to preserve peace and be kind of impressionable and take on whomever else's energy that you're with for sake of peacekeeping. But you're mm-hmm. not. You're not. You're avoiding the reality of your own personhood and opinions and feelings like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Second house, avoiding financial responsibility, which is, you know, twofold. Either you're just like terrible with money uh, and you might put faith into ideas that aren't fully formed or you might kind of have this idea that like money isn't you. Ha- you're very idealistic about the value of money. And so mm-hmm. you kind of avoid planning with it even if you have it you're just kind of so attached to the idea of money not meaning anything that you are then uh just being irresponsible with how you're doing it where it's like you could you could not need money but you could also like keep track of spending or like be that's like the way we always talk about people who say that they don't check their weight. Yes, and it's exactly. Like, oh, good for you. We're supposed to be proud of you. That mm-hmm. you're unhealthy. Yeah, you're not checking. Yeah, it's like that's like, still. It's still a see number. If your body is. Like, yeah, yeah, you should mm-hmm. still be aware of the fluctuations within your. What's your yeah. natural you and what's check your, your bank account? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You should still know what the numbers are, and that's not. There's no. Uh, there's no like honor in not knowing your, what your yeah. bank balance is or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, third house. This one, I ha- I wrote it all down because I'm third house, and this one, I was like, oh god, this is definitely me um third house is so this is from uh cafe astrology says uh dry cold facts are hard for you to absorb so traditional academics might not appeal however you're talented at visualization and whole style learning uh you often have your heads in the clouds and miss important details sticking to schedules can be difficult so tending to errands communications and other necessary daily activities uh tune out when you hear specific directions and to miss details uh you could quickly put others at ease, but you uh, also might encourage misunderstandings because you're not you're rarely definite in what you say. Uh, a learning, especially when young, can be challenged only because you might lack dis- discipline or the style of learning is not creative enough to hold your interest, which is so like. Yeah. Anyway, so it's, it's all about it's, what's the third house. Third house is like self-expression. Also oh, siblings okay. and um those relationships so it's kind of about it's communicating creatively but also mm-hmm. maybe again it's like i think of it more as like like they're saying a lot of directions avoiding those avoiding the facts of like your mm-hmm. day-to-day stuff uh not being clear in what you're what you're gonna do being kind of wishy-washy in like oh yeah i'll probably go to that thing and then not go to it mm-hmm. um so kind of avoiding the reality of what your word means i would say uh fourth house can uh be indicative of perhaps a chaotic childhood um so it might mean that you avoid any sort of family attachment you avoid your family or you might kind of do go the opposite and be very uh, inclined to start creating your own family um but that also might mean that you uh like So you might avoid starting a family at all or like attaching yourselves to people, but you might then also place too much value in family and then allow your family members to walk over you or take advantage of you in a way because you're not putting up boundaries uh, as a result of, you know, uh, over over idealizing the value of family or or the idea of having a perfect family. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Fifth House is all about drama. Oh. Dude, where's Johan? Drama, drama, <laughs> drama. Drama and creativity. Um, you need to be appreciated in those ways. Uh, you're also probably prone to dramatic romantic situations. Um, affairs, fantasy things, um, not having terrible judgment in like the reality of your romantic situation. Uh or you might just have too high of expectations on people romantically, and that will lead you to always kind of be disappointed uh, because you idealize this idea of romance as opposed to the reality of it. But you might be a good actor or be good with working with children mm-hmm. because you're creative and dramatic. You're in love with the idea of me, not yes. me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a line in every like rom-com at some it point. Is, well, I feel like all... Sorry, guys, but I feel like all rom-com... Uh, male leads are usually cancers and that's a very cancerian you mean the character or the actor the character mm. interesting i mean i don't want to i don't i mean this is probably mm. wrong too but it's usually those things where it's like i can't i don't know you're not well ev- all of the you know all the vanderpump rules are like <laughs> mostly all of them are cancers which is mm-hmm. just like a nightmare tv show you know mm-hmm. like it's so funny but then i'm watching housewives Three of them are cancers. Or three of them are birthdays in the same week and they're all cancers. I don't know if there might be more. But then I'm th- I was like, I love this. And mm-hmm. I'm watching it and I, I like told Scott, I'm like, God, I love it when they say they have to get something off their chest. I was like, they can't <laughs> keep yes. anything. They can't keep anything oh, yeah. inside. It's, that's it's so yeah. funny. Well, that's also a literal cancer. Yeah, I know. Ro- the chest, it's too. It's so they're funny. They're a seamed crap. And yes. it's like, you're, they're like, I just got to get something off my chest. Like They just can't. And it's like, it's something so dumb. And it's like, it's so funny to me that they can't even just keep it quiet for the 40 minutes they're on a carousel together or whatever. Also, you just made me realize that I feel like now I say a lot of like, can I say something? And that's like maybe my cancer rising, rearing its, like, it's like that like soft permission of like, can I just say something that's going to like really shift the mood of the room really quick? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, sure. And it's like, okay, well, actually, my feelings are really hard. Actually, I do care. Yeah. And, oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> well, in, linguist- in linguistics, maybe this will make you not want to do it anymore. It's called a sin license. You're asking for permission to misbehave. Yes. Ooh. Ee, that's totally That's like when me. people say, I'm not racist, but that's Ugh. exactly the same thing they're doing. Here, I'm going to say something racist. That's basically mm-hmm. what they're yeah, saying. Like, here's my hall pass for yeah. saying something that's about to change it up. What did you say? Sin permission? Sin license. Sin, sin license. license. Oh, it's like sin. Like, yes. Like deadly. Mm-hmm. Oh. Cute. Uh, well, we talked about Sixth House with you, but just, again, going over it, it's avoiding day-to-day responsibilities. Ugh. So schedules, routines, bills. Um, you also might have problems at work, either... Um, being too accommodating for coworkers and not taking credit for your work or mm. relying on coworkers to kind of pick up the slack for you oh. because you don't um, you're not dealing with this and you know that someone else is going to deal with it. Um, I blend I hide in the shadows <laughs> <laughs> but but somehow get credit for all of it. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, but uh, another one too that's uh, part of this is mysterious health issues. Uh, things that might be difficult to diagnose allergies um, like weird reactions mm-hmm. un, uh, not related to like it's just difficult to figure out what it's for you also might be interested in alternative medicine oh, and yes. sixth house uh, Neptunians are also particularly compassionate towards animals and pets I love Aww. my cat so much but also can I say something no uh, <laughs> it's just funny I'm a better about it now but I used to be that person and also like if Pablo hears this he's gonna be like you still do this but like 
opening letters and like letting bill like I'll pay them, but I hate like I'll leave it. Oh, all, same. I'll, I'll let it pile and I don't want to look. And half the time I'll be like, I'll check it online. But there's something about like it's weird, like mail. And I stuff. throw it in the trash without looking at it. I do that too. all the time. And it's never hurt. I mean, I same. think there's a yeah. lot of it. I've that never had I my mean, electricity shut off. Ever. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's junk mail. Most of it's junk mail. I think but some people open now. it, check what it is and then throw it away. I'll just like avoid it and let it pile and then like incinerate it. Or I don't, I'm that just like that's just dang, dang, dung, ding the bell in my head of like, whoa, is that what that is? Quirks. Maybe. Yeah. Quirks on quirks. Yeah. But that's, but that's also, you know, figuring out what makes you you and how to be the best you. Uh, Seventh house, you idealize partnerships. Uh, you also might, it's kind of similar similar to the fifth house stuff, but it's likely going to be in like committed relationships. This is very, to me again, like rom-com, um, both parties in a rom-com where it's like you're so married to the ideal, the idea of a soulmate that you're mm. going to make any relationship a soulmate relationship because mm. you need to, that's what you need. Mm. So you're going to gloss over red flags. Um, you again the idea of relationship you you see what you want the person to be and not who they actually are Mm -hmm. or not the circumstances as they actually are um if you can figure out how to kind of like balance that with the reality you can be a very good partner and really bring out the best in someone because you do have a tendency to see the best and what they're capable of um but you have to establish realistic boundaries with yourself and with that partner in order to make sure that they're someone who's worth investing that time and negotiation negotiating skills in um eighth house is like about spiritual longing Ooh, uh, this you, is me. Yeah, yeah, so you might experience deja vu often or have yes. psychic visions. Um, you enjoy dream analysis, potentially. Yes. Um, this, uh, another, like a specific component to this is a sexual component where Ooh. it's you are looking oh. for transcendent sexual connection with people. Uh, sexual transcendence a pretty you're big. Like, Give me the big O. I want the big O. But that's it's like what you're it's what you're yearning for. You're well, yearning for these soul soul to soul connections sexually yeah. potentially. I think, yeah, I I don't I'm not really into like uh, one night stands. Yes. So, but so, I've, I've done you know yeah, no problem. Of course, <laughs> it also could. I've be, had an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> it also could be that you there might just be an imbalance potentially, or like this is a thing that is pro- not necessarily what's happening, but you are. This might be a thing that you're prone to having happen, where either you are going to be an uh, an incredibly giving partner sexually and mm. attract people who are not as giving. Or you are just going to be looking for that in a partner. You might not be not giving, but you're going to be searching for someone who is incredibly giving sexually. Um, Hell yeah. There also is a potential for, um, oh, I I put a little happy face by this. Uh, Mm -hmm. Judgment may be clouded because of sexual experiences, like getting uh, dickmatized, I believe the kids call it. I'm definitely... I've definitely digmatized, yeah. uh, but also that in ne- a negative way. Uh, other, well, sure. I don't need to go yeah. into like exactly. my past history and like yes. bad things 
also have happened to me sexually. Yes. So that could be a non-smiley face as yes. well. Um, Middle smile. Another, <laughs> another thing about this is the idea of shared resources, which is an eighth house thing. So there might be money problems with um, maybe being too trusting of a partner or bi- this could be business, sexual, whatever it is, but trusting someone with kind of like a what's mine is yours policy and that person takes advantage of that um, also might be just kind of like, again, similar to second house, but like keeping poor records. So then you're, you, you don't know that you've been taken advantage of in like a fraudulent way, something mm-hmm. like that. Someone's mismanaging your money because you're not taking responsibility, but it's not so much about your, it's about that, that shared money, yeah. not your personal money also might have tr- trouble collecting an inheritance or getting bad credit or something like that because of association with a partner, uh-uh. something like that. But you're also very creative and accepting, uh, I think that could definitely, I definitely am like that. And I also kind of like, I like what we were talking about before. Like, I'm not like dumb where I'm not going to check my bank account, but it's also just like, I, I don't think it's like cool to be like, what's mine is yours. And then be constantly checking your shit. Like someone's taking Uh, shit. You know what I mean? It's like definitely a delicate balance um, that you have to find. Yeah. Agreed. So yeah, it's just you know about making sure that you're, you know, being again. Neptune's all about just like the reality of the situation. Your ideals are beautiful, and it w- it's what makes you, you know, a dreamy, soft mm-hmm. kind of person. But don't let those get the best of you and lead you to a place where you're, you know, either hurting people or being hurt. Uh, ninth house, you have just like too much blind faith. Um, you believe that something's just gonna happen, uh, like one day. It's always that so you don't so you don't believe that you have to take actual action towards your goals. Um, you avoid details and you know practical responsibility of these ideas. You have these real grand schemes, uh, but you don't do any of the kind of legwork to figure out how to actually implement them because you just believe it's going to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, you also are open to like new ways of thinking and new philosophies, but you have to be very careful about why you believe those things. Otherwise you're very likely to be taken advantage of through a religion, joining cults, Ooh. that kind of thing, like just kind of changing belief systems willy nilly because you just kind of blindly accept them and not, uh, not investigating why you accept them or being able to accept whether or not you actually these things actually make sense for you or Mm -hmm. whatever you just kind of take it at face value um you could be a good marketing executive you can come up with uh, interesting ways uh methods of persuasion uh and yeah your challenge is just to like recognize that you have agency in your goals and not just expect them to happen um ten work yeah yeah get in get in there uh, also, don't join a cult. Uh, <laughs> or, or, or do. Or do. But they seem fun. I mean, we're talking about wild country, and that's wild, I think that's the only, that's the only wild, one that seems country. fun. Because uh, I'm with you, but I want is wild country. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, did you guys see my Insta story? No. I was sent, and I'm still. I need. I need to check my phone because maybe they've made their um, presence known. But I was sent a shirt today and I was opening I'm I'm since I'm an office wench I always am ordering Amazon things but I knew I'm like I didn't order something that's, that's not two days to when's my next package and Your I opened birthday's it coming up though and my birthday's coming up and I opened it and it said happy birthday you culty bitch <sighs> and it's this big 
shirt. That's why I'm like, is this an ins? Like, it's really big. Is this an ins? Like, is this like low key shade? And but it's of Sheila from yes, Wild Wild Country, Country with her middle finger saying tough titties. That's the best. <laughs> I mean, and I looked at Paula. I was like, did you like? Did I open a gift I wasn't supposed to? He's like, no, I don't know who that. That's from. Do you have a secret admirer? No, I don't think so. But then, do you know who sent it? I feel like someone asked me my address like a month ago, and I can't remember. Like a personal, like a like a friend. So I'm thinking it's a friend, but it was a nice. I like I for, I like surprise. I'm hard to surprise, so it was like oh what? Yes. Also, cult members. I would love to do an episode about cult member astrology because there was a lot of patterns. Yes. A lot of Taurus. I believe it. A lot of Taurus suns. A lot of Aries moons, which is me. And I don't. No, like, I'm fa- I'm I'm definitely down for that. We I want to do a uh, evil people one. Oh, for sure. <laughs> That's <laughs> like the one because especially when researching Pluto, I was like, I gotta look at these. But mm-hmm. it freaks me out to do it alone, kind of. Oh, you know, we'll do it. We could do we it together. Because we'll when I find that they have my same placements, I'm gonna <laughs> <Yeah>. be scared. <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> but that's what is w- interesting when you hear these houses because when you I don't know I know we're not yeah. we'll go back no, in there, but but with the the houses like when you say those things, I'm like, ooh, I bet it's that person. Like I have those gut instincts. Where I'm oh, like, I do that's too. So you. Ooh, I that's have so like you. a thing too, where I'm like, it's that, and then I'm like, oh god, I'm like, that's who I think someone is. Mm-hmm. That's, that's we just scary. listened to a um the last podcast on the left episode about um Jonestown. Oh yeah, I just oh. read a good time. Magazine Ooh, about it's it. like fi- it's really long. It's five parts, but it's all fascinating and super interesting. But that one was Ooh. like on the heels of wild or like in tandem with Wild Wild Country, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I gotta look up all their placements of just like mm-hmm. it's you know it's, it's fascinating. Uh, I love it. Why why are cults so cool? Well, because it makes that's what I like, mean, group it, think it, I guess is just so bizarre. Well, it's just it's you know no one's the thing is people are always like oh don't join a cult. Or whatever. I mean, I literally just said that, uh, <laughs> but no one thinks that they're joining a cult or yeah. it's like, it's yeah. good. there's always has to be a part well, where it makes sense up to a point And then they're about what I think is interesting is just like what the, you know, it, whether it's someone who is just kind of making it up as they go along or mm-hmm. these people that have that idea of like wanting how to far, do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. How so, I think a lot of times people just get in over their heads and then they're just kind of trying to like there still is like a narcissistic level to it where they're just, you know, k- kind of trying mm-hmm. to keep up appearances or keep up their authority. But I just wonder I wonder how much of it is premeditated and how much you've, you it, just kind of fall into I it. I think a lot of it snowballs. For sure. Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, like that's always how we know about them, too because it's like if it was if it was all planned ex- well, if it was executed correctly you like know, on we paper wouldn't know. it's even no, like a really some cool of them idea. they i don't know i like i have a couple friends that have been in them and are not anymore but it's like interesting to talk with them about it one person i've only heard talk about on stage and i've never asked them mm-hmm. and one person i've talked to them about it personally and it's like no we left and like that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, Us- usually the review is it's positive to go and yeah. only tiny thing. When I was in Portland years ago, I was in this thrift store and I was digging through all these buttons. I used to work at a button factory. So I always dig for like pin back buttons and thrift stores. And there was this huge bucket that all said with a big, like no smoking sign red mark through it. That said, I'm not a Rajneesh. Ooh, and this was in like 2009 yeah. when I was there. And I was like, yo dude, what the hell is 
what's this racist ass like anti-indian like button and he was like oh you're not from around here are you <laughs> everyone in oregon everyone in oregon knows about the rationish and he told me the whole like sizzler salmonella thing and i was like oh yeah and salmonella. i was like i remember them being like why does nobody know about the rationish? oh yeah and they look at pictures and you're like damn their whole color scheme was uh, like on point like i love a fashion based that cult. salmonella seemed things thing seems like in it's, over my head it's so to crazy. me because yeah. it, it was also peaceful up until then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you Sheila know? flipped and was like, you know what? Fuck all you. Also, if anyone has any recommendations on a good cult podcast, uh, like, I, I mean, I listen to series. What's it called? Um, let me look it up. I'm <laughs> so sorry. I'll look it up. It's okay. It's no. Oh, it's for sure. um, Paige Wesley, right? She has a podcast yes. about cults. Let me make sure because I don't want to mess it up. And, and I'm sure if you're into astro stuff, I have a feeling there's some cult crossover oh, for absolute. you listeners. Absolutely. But I've been trying to, like, I found, like, like your, you must remember this, like, mini series. Oh, ones. the Manson one? You yeah, that was really good. I mean, oh, that one's so good. It's so good. It's also hilarious. Uh, sometimes, like, I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of those where it's, I mean, it's not, I don't mean to minimize anyone's tragedy in that thing, too, but I, right. to me, the idea of them driving around in dune buggies or across the desert is like the funniest. Or the fact that anyone's just called Manson Cold Charming. Cold podcast? Cold podcast? <laughs> is, it, is it a red cup? Yeah. Oh, okay. I've seen that image, but I haven't listened to that. I've tried some other ones and they weren't my cup of tea, but I have seen that picture and I haven't tried that one yet. Check it out. All right, I'm gonna dive in there. Yeah, Paige okay. Wesley also very. Funny. Anyways, cult tangent. Uh, all right, this one kind of I feel like we're getting into maybe uh culty territory. Well, not with tenth house, maybe with eleventh house, but uh tenth house is you have very strong like business intuition. Uh, Which house you, is this? This is tenth Ten. house. Okay. Um, you're probably good at spotting trends. Uh, you do well in like uh, arts media kind of field or you might do well helping with uh, doing like helping professions or charity work but you might have you might idealize the idea of a calling or a perfect career mm. uh, so much so that you change careers often and you or you maybe uh, ex- you have a career but you don't set goals for yourself or have like a a, a, a forward moving direction in mind because it's not quite right yet um, you might also you know, not, ex- not, uh, what's the word? Uh, like move up in your work because you are, f- uh, fearful of taking responsibility for other people. Um, so you, again, similar to six, you might not get the credit you deserve because you're not, uh, like asserting yourself. Uh, you might prefer to remain under the radar because it's protecting, you know, your reputation and, you know, again, not, you don't want to disappoint people. Uh, but, there is no perfect, you know, career. So you might, either way, you're going to be unhappy if you're not being realistic about where you're at and what you're doing. Uh, 11th house is uh, very accepting and very humanitarian in ideals. Um, but you have a tendency to be taken advantage of by friends. Uh, you are maybe not as discriminate as you should be in who you surround yourself with. You have difficulty, uh, you know, establishing boundaries you know, caring too much about like the friendship group, mm-hmm. friends, not asserting your own, you know, personal feelings about a thing. So you might be also then not not in touch with what you feel or what you what personal goals you have, uh, again, being kind of like too accommodating of the group. You might also just have an unrealistic idea, uh, idea of like what friendships are. 
Uh, you might feel like you're yearning for a quote unquote true connection with friends because you have this idea of what friendship is like, but that's being, you know, unrealistic about people like you're you know you're not allowing people to be flawed you're expecting you're going to find this perfect friend group or perfect friend and that's just not how humans are it's middle um, school yeah yeah exactly uh you are likely surround yourself with a lot of like artistic eccentric people and you love uh underdogs outcasts you know this is 11th house is aquarius so that to me also makes sense too where it's like the idea of the idea of the group the idea of humanity as opposed to the one-on-one -on -one connection of it and kind of how do you reconcile those things and finally 12th house um this is the natural like placement uh of of yeah. neptune because it's pisces 12th house um so you have exceptional intuition um this is kind of like a uh, this one would be like a crisis of faith placement where you maybe don't trust, you don't know how strong you actually are, or you kind of avoid these spiritual, um, you know, maybe religious, but like you're deeper, you avoid kind of the deeper parts of yourself because you feel like it makes you weak, but it's actually what makes you strong. Um, you might not believe that you're able to handle the problems that you have in life, but you, you are. So avoiding, avoiding those things isn't going to help it. Uh, don't doubt yourself in those things. Believe in yourself, develop. Uh, I get, this was one too, where it was a lot of like, it's a later in life kind of thing too, mm -hmm. where it's like, this is, you know, it's the 12th house. We're at the end. This is definitely like adult mm -hmm. harder stuff to come to terms with. Um, but yeah, you're able in like a crisis, you're great. Uh, you might surprise people with how how great you are in a crisis because you probably come off pretty chill and uh, demure. Uh, but you have these wells within you that you you should trust yourself to be able to draw upon. That's cool. I wonder I'm if you come in at things later or sooner based on house placements. I think you probably do. I mean, well, I it's these planets. House placements, like yeah, the, like what planet or like what the house older planet? life or like the bigger planet, the further away, the older life stuff. So like oh. yours in six, probably middle midlife, right? Yeah, we'd say uh. you come into your Neptune stuff. I would think. Yeah, yeah. I've also been reading about, and it's not. It's hard to find, you know, real concrete information about this at least online. That's mm -hmm. not. Sometimes it's over my head. I feel like, but uh, also like your the progressions of your chart mm -hmm. to happen where it's like you're, you have your natal chart, which is like the placements when you were born, but then you also like each year oh, yeah. have a progressed chart to where your thing moves. It's like not your natal, your natal mercury is this, but right now your mercury is in this placement for this year mm -hmm. and it moves houses and signs too, that's crazy which i'm like you gotta oh, look man. Into that. again i'm like the deeper you go the more you're just like god there's, <laughs> there's so <more>. much <laughs> like, well i looked into a lot of retrograde stuff because mine's retrograde stevie's yours is too right? yeah stevie's yours oh yeah also update are. i found out i do have a planet in retrograde it's jupiter um your that's home like, planet sorry yeah, yeah sorry i lied um, <laughs> <laughs> well wasn't your third house about getting little facts and details <laughs> well, yes, yes exactly uh <laughs> it's it but it makes sense because it's also my jupiter is in aries and my so is my north node which we'll definitely do Ooh, an episode on that too yes. but it's like my 
my lesson in this life is an Aries lesson. And it's all about like personal, uh, per like asserting myself as the individual and all that. So it made sense to me that it's retrograde too, because it's like you internalize those expansion, uh-huh. like mm. ideals of Jupiter. So it would be to me in my interpretation of it, at least would be personal growth and personal expansion and that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. as opposed to like the ideas of, of the world where it's like, that's pretty easy for me to kind of Mm -hmm. get a hold of, but a, but a personal growth thing is more what I have to focus on. Yeah. So retrograde new, this one and Pluto both. I (laughs) felt it's it. uh, Of course, a lot of the things about retrograde talk about how these are issues that you've, had to deal with in your past life so these are the things that are coming up um but for me both neptune and pluto stuff was like stuff that happened to me like when i was young Mm -hmm. and not necessarily i mean maybe in a past life i don't know but like i definitely related to it in that way um fears connected with externalizing your dreams and goals Mm -hmm. uh which like it definitely took me a long time to start doing comedy like longer, I was like, I bought a stand-up comedy book when I was sixteen. I didn't start performing till I was twenty-four. I mean, it's yeah. insane. That's an insanely long time, you know. Uh, if you're interested in that and you're sixteen and you're listening, just start now. You know? Yeah, you're just gonna <laughs> I be mean, behind. I was like a pretty late performative bloomer. Also, I mean, I think I just needed a lot of validation from. I needed like nine hundred people to tell me that I was funny and yeah. to like start pursuing anything that related to like making art or being noticed and. Yeah, I mean, also, also I'm just a slow Taurus. So anything like, that, um, like, I guess they're, they're saying in a past life, like your dreams are for yourself or for others, like collapsed due to societal obligations or due to religion or like the system mm. of like socially. And Ooh. so it's something that happens that you end up keeping a lot of your own ideas to yourself, which is like something I've actually really been struggling with in comedy lately where I'm like, I don't want to put myself out there as much because I think people will steal my ideas mm-hmm. and it's like annoying to, I don't want to have my stuff on YouTube. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's not how you get booked by having stuff on YouTube. I mean, it definitely increases your visibility to like an audience and helps you grow, but mm-hmm. it's just like, it's been something I've been really struggling with lately. Um, these people can deceive themselves like so far that they live in a fantasy world, which Definitely when I was in a relationship with my ex, I used to do that. That's how I started writing. It's just like because I didn't want to live in the real world, I would just like, I guess I'll write a script about this or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, alcohol, substance abuse. I mean, clearly we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Doing fine. Girl, you're, uh, singing, you're singing my life's theme songs <laughs> right here. Um, you may feel like you need to hide your true self. Um, you may feel a lot of guilt. Uh, you may let yourself become a scapegoat to others or feel like you're always self-sacrificing but the way to like get out of it i guess is to be realistic with yourself but also to fight for yourself one we were even talking about this off pod uh but like even like what i was mentioning like just having to hear my voice more frequently like listening to this because i'm like well i want to hear like what we said because i don't remember anything ever and it's like oh this is just like what i sound like all right cool like and i feel like it's helping me even just articulate more with the people around me because i feel more confident in speaking to people now that i'm 
I'm much more conscious with how I sound. And I think I said it before, trying to not say like and um and just be more like say what the fuck I want to say. And a lot of that just like echoed that to me. I'm just like, it's a yeah. very Neptunian. I hope I'm, I hope that's a thing. Too. I've been saying it a lot on this podcast. Neptuner. Little things, you know? Yeah. yeah. Again, details. I'm making it up as I go along, but that's, I think that's the, the, a great example of all of these, you know, house pl- placement lessons where it's like you don't let the idea of something or your fear mm. of the reality of it keep you from acknowledging the reality so you can actually do the stuff so you know it's here just hear your voice it's your voice maybe you didn't think that that's what you sounded like but guess what it's what you sound like and you Mm -hmm. can't change it i mean maybe you can and yeah be realistic you can get those vocal cords you do have a nice voice so fight for yourself even if it's to yourself yeah i have a nice voice exactly yeah to you that it's like no one's you know no one said anything thus far so probably Mm -hmm. i i mean i'm a big believer in this and a lot of kind of like confidence stuff where Mm -hmm. i know people are like you need to love yourself and that but at a certain point it's kind of like actually it doesn't matter what I think like Mm -hmm. it's I might think that this is gross or I don't like this part about me but acknowledging it and liking it I think are different things and it's also like oh but this person likes this in me and that's okay Mm -hmm. like it my my opinion is wrong about this kind of thing too where it's like I'm not dumb I'm not ugly I'm not this thing like that why am I you you do a lot of like that to to convince yourself of this thing like that's equally as unrealistic as asking for outside validation so I think at a certain point you kind of have to just like take the data as it's given to you Mm -hmm. so it's like I think I have a stupid voice well no as far as I know no one's told me I have a stupid voice so (laughs) this this thing this thought is wrong also every person like hearing your voice on a microphone is so different than the way you hear it when you talk so every person has that jarring Mm -hmm. response to it the, like when you start listening to your comedy sets and you realize the laughs aren't as loud as you think they are when you're on stage, it sucks. <laughs> you're like, I thought I killed it. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that one joke really probably had everyone laughing and everything else got, you know, spotty or, you know, mm-hmm. and you can kind of start to recognize those things. But it's like, it's hard. You don't understand what picks up on here and what doesn't. Right. That, like, well, you don't know what you sound like on the phone. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Like, well, that's a trippy thing. And that's Neptunian is like just perception. Like even yeah. like mm-hmm. with like listening back to myself, I always thought of myself more as like, and I've mentioned her before as like a Daria, like monotony person. I'm like, actually I sound like a chipper little like girl scout. It's like, Oh, this is how I, it's, it's just looking at yourself from that outsider lens, which can be like a real, yeah, yeah but that's empower. Call. It's empowering yeah. because if you avoid looking at it, then you also don't have all of the facts well, either. Like, and you can manipulate them in a way that usually is destructive to yourself mm-hmm. in a way that's not helpful. And that, so it's like, you can't, you know, and you can't get out of a hole unless you acknowledge you're in a hole. Right. Or whatever. Yeah. Like if you try to pretend like you're not in there, then you're not, you're not getting out. But if you're like, Oh shit we're in a hole now yeah. then you can start planning on how you get out of it like that's it's like not opening your mail or yeah. like look at your vagina in the mirror yeah or, oh that's a or beautiful don't. one i mean, <laughs> I mean maybe skip uh, I, I just had to like whatever my mom just had a surgery and i had to see a lot of things i didn't want to oh i might bleep that so <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, we got to um, wrap it up. But do, do the some affirmations. Some affirmations. Affirm it. Someone do them because I feel like I've done them a lot. The last all right. Few. So uh, you don't have to read all of them. Just select your favorites. Let's see. Oh, wait. It's from Llewellyn Worldwide. That's where I usually get all of them. Hang on. Oh, it's just a wait, screenshot. I know. I was like, wait, but this one is for Uranus. Yeah. That and I probably guy. didn't do the Neptune screenshot. It's like we have the next but one. But I probably I like, have, have it You have the next up. one. But I probably have it pulled, pulled up, up on somewhere. here. All right. Coming yeah. soon. Well, the affirmations, we have heard positive. I feel like it's yeah. a nice, it is a nice ender after like a flow of silly and yes. heavy. And I also feel that. like they really encapsulate what we've been saying the whole time kind of thing too like what the what the message is yeah where it's it's like like you know i can get i'm a sagittarius i'm very wordy um but anyways all right here we go so these are affirmations for neptune or for pisces uh either one but for today neptune uh i feel for all life with pure compassion I am a spiritual being filled with light and love. I have dreamed beautiful dreams. Now I manifest them. Nice. Uh, My imagination knows no bounds. Hmm. I draw forth from all I meet the visions. Wait. I draw forth from all I meet the vision of oneness. Hmm. That one's a little tight. (laughs) All right. I am very forgiving. Hmm. That's a good one. Uh, The peace of the infinite pervades my life. That's nice. I like that. Um, my essence is love. That's a nice Hell one yeah. too. Uh, I flow effortlessly with the positive currents of life. I manifest clear thoughts and pure emotions. I am content in all ways. I am a very wonderful and inspiring person. Uh, maybe cross that one off some of your lists. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of you. No. Uh, I am incredibly artistic and creative. All right. And this these are what is this? Llewellyn worldwide. All right. Yeah, so those, those are your are good. those are your yeah. affirmations. Those are nice. Uh you guys that's that's about it. Uh that's you know, your, sign. Be, your sign. Yeah, that's your sign. Be realistic with yourself because that is the path to true self love and acceptance and don't be afraid to fight for yourself yeah and going back quickie may I say one more thing uh, <laughs> and what like even like what lisa like buying the book when you're a teenager but maybe you, you didn't really take it's great to have those dreams but like don't be afraid to take that first step go out go out to a little mic go get on a message board find some friends to start doing your dreams with like yeah take i mean those steps baby. do you know how many yes. people have told me that they don't know how to swim and i'm like i can teach you today like I let's get wet. I mean, it's just like one of those things, but I mean, some of them don't want to learn, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Jump in the pool. Yeah. Whatever it go is. out there and get wet folks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We'll get see you next wet. time. Bye. Bye, bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to what's your sign. If you guys liked this, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at what's your sign podcast. Yeah. Or Twitter, um, just search What's Your Sign Podcast. But if you want to type it in, it's What's YR Sign underscore pod. Twitter's weird, so, you know, <laughs> sorry. Um, Thanks. Bob. Please leave us a positive review. And if you want to contact us, you can email us at What's Your Sign Podcast at gmail.com. You can also like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. So uh, pick your medium and find us. Jeez. 
Yeah. You made it this far. All right. Bye. Bye.